Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. I was on the train the other day and I saw a guy that was doing a job that I think you would love. Oh, OK. As I walked past him, I thought Richie would love that job. Go on, then. Um, so he was on the train. I can't remember where, I think we were going up north somewhere. This yeah. was like one of our many trips up and down to Katie's folks in Northumberland. And he was sat on the train, but he had his little bag with him. But on, next to his bag was uh, two number plates with, like, cable ties on them. Yeah. So he was obviously going somewhere to pick up a car. Oh, and drive wow. it. You must get these people who drive and drop off fancy cars for people. Yeah. Uh, and then they have to have, like, little temporary number plates on them. So I thought, would that be a job that you'd kind of like? I'd love that. Do you know what? I've, I've, I've often said, uh, th- there's going to come a time, there's going to come a come time, a time where I have to hang up the headphones. Okay, well, this, this is a big <laughs> bit of news here on, uh, on the Daily Takeaway podcast. Yeah. Um, it, it, hopefully, it's not just yet. All right, all right, Klopp. <laughs> Richie Klopp, end of the season. I'd happily be a professional driver of some sort. But, but, like, my question for you is this, though. You've got to give, hand off that nice car to a customer each time. That's not your car. What I would, what I would like to be right. is a chauffeur. Okay. For someone like Paul McCartney or something. Okay, so what, you're just discreet? At the front, driving like a like a, a big, big kind of like chauffeur type car. When the Queen died, uh-huh. one of my sadnesses was I'd, of, I'd often thought, I reckon I would be a really, really good driver for the Queen. Okay. So I happen to think I'm a decent driver. Okay. So I thought that's a possibility should radio end. Okay, so right, I see what you mean. So you do that bit where you like... Like taxi drivers do say, oh, there's water, yeah, water in the middle seat, exactly, and water yeah, in each yeah. other. And are you okay? Do you want one of your quilts and all that kind of? You've thing? got your own temperature thing around there. Yeah, yeah, just turn that and all that kind of stuff. Keep keel services, ma'am, or do you want to keep going? Um, and then that that is now no longer a job. But there's well, there's still um, there's still royalty are still there. They will need to be driven yes. around. They ain't driving themselves. Yes, yes, but the Queen often went places on her own, whereas Charles and Camilla go everywhere together. And I think you'd be a bit of a gooseberry. I know, but you were at so the I front. Don't, you... I don't aspire to drive Charles. I would just, uh, I wouldn't rule out the rest of this um, potential driving career thing. <laughs> what do you know well, that I don't know? <laughs> no, no, I don't really like that. Ne- I'm off next week. Do I not come back? <laughs> Look, we've had a few calls. <laughs> You've lined me up a job driving around uh, free cars for Kazoo. <laughs> but if you ever drop anyone by the studios, do pop in and say hi. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure I saw Richie outside. This is Home Time with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie's bonus day. February 29th. Enjoy it while it lasts, because it won't come back for another four years. This is on us, isn't it? It's our <laughs> it bonus is. day. We haven't had too many people get in touch to say thank you, but yeah, we're giving you the extra day this year. <laughs> uh, thousands did get in touch to tell us what they wanted to do with it, and it was Ray who we picked. He told us that he wanted to go and have a little walk down some of the disused underground tunnels under London, so he made it happen, thanks to the Hidden London guys at the London Transport Museum. And it was great. Very rarely do you get to do a radio show like this, having just been down a tunnel a bit earlier on. <laughs> but uh, it was, it was a, a, I don't know, It was. I didn't know how to kind of, what I was expecting, because obviously I'm not really that into trains. I'm not a train enthusiast like you and Ray are. Yeah. Uh, but from a history perspective, with all the, the World War II stuff down there with, you know, Winston Churchill spending the night there and, and all that kind of thing, you felt like you were literally putting your fingers on history. Do you know what I mean? You were so concerned in the lead up to it about ghosts and rats. I was really pleased that you were able to to embrace the history element of our tour of Down Street uh, rather than...
rather than worry about the other things. I thought it was going to be like that movie Big Trouble in Little China. A <laughs> lot, lot of supernatural, a lot of beasts. But it was, I don't know, it was very, very interesting. And uh, there's something kind of exciting about getting access to somewhere where, where no one else is allowed to really yeah. go anymore, but yeah. it's frozen in time from what it was like in the 1940s. Uh, you can see little bits of our day so far uh, on the Absolute Radio socials. Uh, Ray is having a sit-down because we've done a lot of walking. Uh, yes. But we'll, <laughs> we'll have a chat with him soon. Uh, speaking of resting, listener Ray is just having a quick sit-down. He's been on his feet all day. We're going to be chatting to him in the next five, ten minutes' time or so. Uh, in the meantime, though, just got to say again what a great experience that was earlier on. I want to say a big thank you to our tour guide, Paul, mm. who was fantastic. He was with, uh, like, a torch and a high-vis vest, uh, pointing out the pertinent historical points of Down Street Tube Station, which is the station that's not open anymore that we were rattling around a bit earlier on today. Uh, and the most amazing bit for me, being kind of like a history buff, was that uh, Winston Churchill used to have sleepovers. Yeah. In the t- and I don't mean like a pyjama party with FDR, but like he would stay over there because he was working so late during the Second World War. And there was a bit that Paul was showing us where we were stood exactly where Winston Churchill's kind of Z-bed, camp bed would have been. <laughs> exactly you know, you know, you know you the extra bed, for, you yeah. know, you've got family staying at Christmas? Yeah. It was like that. And it got me thinking, right? Um, let's have this out. Since we've had this kind of great experience a bit earlier on, uh, where is the most unusual place You've spent the night. If we stay railway related, yes, I, have done, I have done the overnight sleeper from uh, from Glasgow to London. That's a strange sensation. Now I remember you coming off the back of that, and I don't think you did much sleeping. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of sleeping. No. Was it the motion you didn't like? Is that what it was? I kept on waking up in the middle of the night as it sort of like slowed down and sped up, sort of like as I was rolling around. Right. Yeah. In my bed. Um, so that was a strange one. Probably not quite as strange as three hours on the first floor of this building, uh, having arrived back into Euston at oh 20 words. past one in the morning, having just watched Arsenal knock Manchester United out of the cup but at Old Trafford, and then having to wake up at four for the breakfast show. Do you know what, whenever I've come into work, in all the years I've worked at this radio station, was it like 12 years or something like that, anyone I've always seen sleeping on our floor, I always think, dirty stop out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there you go, there's the challenge... Uh, we always try and look for, for show-related content from the things we do here on Home Time. Uh, having been down in the tunnels earlier on there at Down Street Station, Winston Churchill used to sleep over there during the Second World War. Question for you lot then, where's the most unusual place you've spent the night? Uh, Michael in Tor Point says, strangest place to sleep? On the engine covers of a Chieftain tank on exercise <laughs> in Germany. Had to help with some repairs. I did such a long shift, nearly 30 hours, asleep as soon as my head hit the pillow. Wow. Uh, Andy says, fell asleep on some breeze blocks. I woke up, it had snowed, leaving an outline of my body. It's now a supermarket. Wow, it's like a hibernation <laughs> rather than a nap for him there. Uh, Paul, the strangest place that you have slept? Underneath a torpedo. Underneath a torpedo? Is this some kind of, like, slang word for something, Paul, or what is it? <laughs> Could be. I'm a sailor. I spent 30 years in the Royal Navy on submarines, and when you joined before you are fully qualified, your bunk was next to the torpedoes. Wow. What a place to sleep, that. And, and as about anyone else who watched the BBC drama Vigil... Yes. ...where she gets locked in a torpedo tube, yes. were you worried about accidentally <laughs> sleepwalking into a til- torpedo tube, Paul? I've banged my head on a few things. A few things we can't talk about. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. <laughs> what goes on on the sub stays yeah. on the sub. It could either lose us our <laughs> licence right. or be national security, so we'll just leave it there. What a way to go out, though, <laughs> hey, Richie? What a way to go out. Uh, Rich in Wrexham says, I slept underneath a waltzer when working on a fairground. <laughs> oh, no. 
Wow. <laughs> you would have to be a very heavy sleeper to sleep through that alarm, though, in the morning. Uh, Munsey's been on. He says, weirdest place he slept uh, on New Year's Eve, in a ditch just outside the village, in, a village in Hertfordshire. Uh, he slipped on the ice, fell into a ditch and fell asleep, and he woke up when a car splashed him. <laughs> I think he might be a bit of a state, Muncie, there. If you've slept in an unusual place, you want to hear about it, it's 8, 12, 15 to text. This is Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Bush and Ritchie's bonus day. Thursday afternoon, this is Home Time, a monumental day for the pair of us. Well, well and in fact, trio of us here yes. on Home Time. You're listening to Absolute Radio, and uh, what about that? Check your diaries, 29th of February. Uh, this is one that you'll remember, Ray. It is very much so, yeah. And then you won't get another chance, another four years before this this window of opportunity. No. Maybe we should do this every four years, Ray, where we all go yeah. to the underground Good together. Idea, yeah. <laughs> the day we went to the underground, we'll get Ocean Colour Scene on the line. You and I have still got to be here in four years' time. Well, let's just see how that goes. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> the writing's on the wall. The writing is on the wall. Ray, how was it? It was very interesting. Yeah, thank you very ah, much. pleasure. Yeah, it was secret and underground. Which is, uh, <laughs> Two key things for entertainment, <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned. That, that was our brief. It was. I want to go to a secret tunnel. It needs to be underground. And it was secret. It was underground. Yeah, it was, yeah. uh, what was the most surprising thing about being down there in, in an area, access to an area that you don't normally get access to in, in terms of Down Street Station for you, Ray? Uh, just the... Ness. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be tidier, to be honest. <laughs> it's not been used since 1930, Ray. How tidy do you want it? Actually, the pair of you down there were talking about doing the old uh, uh, Kim and Aggie finger <laughs> we <were>. thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's supposed to be authentic, though, isn't it? If they'd have buffed it all up, it would have looked a little <laughs> yeah, bit weird. Yeah. I think my favourite bit was the, uh, the the bit with the... You could see the Piccadilly line trains going by. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. quite cool, yeah. I saw you doing quite a long video selfie of yourself waiting for the train. I may have done that. <laughs> Can't I've resist. Got I've got that. <laughs> so, is there, like, if you're on the Piccadilly line going forwards now, would you know when you're going past that bit? Is there a bit that you'd be able to look out for and think, oh, I was in that station the other week? I'm going to try. Give it a little yeah, go. And when try. you bring family down, you, I mean, you know, you can point out where the secret door is. That's it, yeah. Listen, and, and uh, does this change your opinion of uh, leap years? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, I've not really... What's been interesting about this thing is that I've never really been bothered by leap years. It's like, so, you know, like something you get in your diary, that, like Battle of the Boyne, it was usually the year that was, <laughs> and metric conversions. Now leap years, that we've shared this special time together, Ray, all three of us, it's going to be a special thing every four years for all of us, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we're going to make it special, yeah. We are going to make it yeah. special. And uh, 1st of March, tomorrow, back to normality, what will you be doing, Ray? Back to work. <laughs> Ray was telling us over uh, a glass of Coke earlier on uh, that you fixed tractors and stuff like that. Is That's that right? That's correct, yeah. So if either of our Massey Ferguson's... Uh, John Deere's. John Deere's, blow, yeah. blow a gasket, you can uh, fix that for us, right? Yeah, no problem, yeah. Brilliant. We've always thought about getting a show tractor. <laughs> what a bit of pre like promo merch that would be. It'd be really good for carnivals, wouldn't it? Imagine that, it's the home time show tractor. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. With Brilliant. Ray. Yeah, yes. With Ray. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, uh, Ray, it's been great to spend the day with you and we hope you enjoyed your bonus day. I have. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Daily the culmination of a month of building up to 29th of February 2024. We only get these every four years. We wanted to make sure that this one wasn't wasted. We asked you guys what you would want to do with your bonus day. Ray was one of the thousands uh, that we picked to take underground to Down Street Tube Station because he said that he wanted to spend his bonus day walking the disused tube tunnels underneath London. There's a lot of history down there. Certainly is. Uh, and we learnt it from our guide, Paul. Right then, we've come deeper and deeper into the uh, the darkness of the tunnels. Paul, where are we right now? What's going on? Yeah, so we've now come down onto literal platform level 
um, of Downstreet Station. So in a moment we'll probably see some Piccadilly line trains literally whizzing past us. Um, but what we'll see in a moment is how they've actually just taken the platform and converted it for use by the Railway Executive Committee. So they literally took what we would know as platform level in any normal station and partitioned it off into little spaces, be that sort of the telephone exchange, which we'll check out in a minute, offices down here, accommodation even, because people were actually sort of almost doing like tours of duty down here for sort of weeks at a time, weeks on, weeks off. If you were an eagle-eyed passenger mm. on the Piccadilly line, would you be able to spot this at you all? You can to an extent. If you're looking, I think you want to look to the right-hand side between Green Park and Hyde Park Corner. Right. And essentially, it, if you're going too fast, it's a little flash where the sort of tunnel lining goes from yeah, being circular to brick. Way. Yeah. So, so I mean, would, yeah. would they be up for a practical joke where you stood there and just did the torch under your face yeah. ghost trick when they went by? You say that, they have stopped before and I've caught someone's eyes and they've jumped in their seat. Oh really? And it's been really good fun. Well, Here we go. So here's one. Yeah. So on occasion, if we do these tours at the weekend when the Piccadilly Line's got, say, engineering works, yeah. it often will slow down the trains a little bit. So it doesn't happen often, but there has been an occasion where we've, they've stopped it just at the right, and I just happen to be touring down here, <laughs> and you see someone just go, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, just about the ghost thing, is there any chance of ghosts down here? Do you think it's haunted? I Anything doubt like it, to be honest. Probably on this site, because... I mean, they came down here, did their stuff, and then left. And because it was never sort of directly, directly another bombed, another, another breeze. breeze, so you can start. It's a message. It. It's a it's message. A message literally. <laughs> come through, come through there now. Is. Step into the room. It's step into the light. Speak to Paul. <laughs> See, with all the ghosts and all the history, you were loving it, I'm loving the trains, we had a great day down there. And Lister Ray taking it all in, loving the day, because it was his idea in the first place. I, I mean, you guys moved me on, but I think if I'd have stuck around five more minutes, I could have channelled a ghost. I, I am this show's Derek Akora. You can see pictures and videos on the Absolute Radio socials. Richie's Daily Takeaway. It is our bonus day, which we've spent underground at Down Street Tube Station today uh, with Listener Ray, uh, learning all about the history of it, as you just heard there from our guide, Paul, and all the uh, all the sleepovers that Churchill had down there during the Second World War. Yeah, we were stood in the area where Winston Churchill would have had a little camp bed, mm. sitting there smoking his pipe or cigar, whatever you used to do, planning the war, that kind of thing. We're asking you, uh, where's the most unusual place that you've slept? We've had some incredible stuff in so far. Uh, this person doesn't leave their name, says Bush and Richie, Hi, gents. I worked security for the original Gladiators TV show. Uh, having worked on the door for one of their parties, I tried to sleep on one of the big red cushions from the apparatus in the middle of the national indoor <laughs> arena where it took place. Uh, it was the biggest bedroom in the world. I ended up on a rickety old chair where the cleaners started hoovering the stand. So not so glamorous. Uh, this text says, I was at a house party in Henley-on-Thames, went out for a cigarette, quite drunk, woke up in the bath of a house three doors up, says Ian in South Wales. <laughs> Uh, we've got Agatha on the line. Agatha, where unusual did you sleep? Oh, yeah. So, um, basically, my family and I, um, we went to we went to stay in a, a salt mine in Poland, um, which is where my family is from. Um, and we stayed 250 metres underground right. uh, in bunk beds. Just me, my family, and one of my friends. Uh, amazing night. And it's, it's wild because, you know, there's only one way out. You're 250 metres underground. It's not for the claustrophobic. But, but were you quite tempted to, to do any licking down there because it's all made of salt? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like one of the things they tell you not to do, but everybody does it anyway. <laughs> I just couldn't resist if I was down. Imagine being surrounded by salt, like, yeah. like condiment, the yeah, whole time. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, even, you know, they've got like a little cafe and things down there. Even the tea they make is salty. Oh, that I sounds t- good. I'm imagining when you wake up the next day, very dry skin. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because there's, you know... Well, there's no, like, fresh air coming in. Or moisture. But doesn't it preserve... Didn't people used to put, like, stuff in salt to preserve it? Well, they still do. That is true. You do emerge a little bit pickled... Yeah, because some of the some of the state. I, sometimes I catch a look at myself in reflection when I'm doing the school run. I think, oh my god, if there's anything that could preserve my face, maybe I need to get myself down the salt mines of Poland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not that expensive. It's about thirty pound a night. So yeah, why not? It's like an Airbnb. By my uh, return to Warsaw as we speak. Exactly. Excellent. <laughs> We've had some great stuff in so far. You've slept in some very unusual locations. Let's see if we can top that. Kathy, where did you sleep that was weird? You can do sleepovers for um, children's birthday parties in the Natural History Museum. Um, and my daughter, who's now 23, when she was 10, her and a group of friends, along with hundreds of other children and long-suffering adults, did a tour. We went underneath Tyrannosaurus wrecks in the middle of the night and all kinds of weird and wonderful things but we had to sleep on roll mats and we were underneath Clodicus's tail wow so just to confirm that oh. dinosaur you were under uh, you say I, I call it Diplodocus yeah. is it Diplodocus or a Diplodocus I don't know <laughs> I, I've got a feeling it is a Diplodocus so all these years I've been calling be. it a Diplodocus mm. Um, Because it was a model. It's not. It wasn't ever real, was it? I think, but um, it was there for a long, long time. Whoa! Dinosaurs were real. No, no, no. That was a model one, though. It wasn't the skeleton. Oh! Oh. I thought you turned us into one of them YouTube channels for a second, (laughs) then. (laughs) So there you go. Under a dinosaur's tail. That might be the best one we've had so far. (laughs) Maybe it doesn't sound as uncomfortable as some of them, to be fair. But um, there wasn't much sleep. There was that was for sure. The noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 60. And here's the thing. It's amazing technology. Like, you can listen to a different decade in music, but to the same show. But yeah. we don't even know how it works. No, we don't. It's just like, it's in like a like a box which we can't get access to. <laughs> uh, and there's a sound from the 60s that we have isolated at the moment that sounds like this. And for a couple of weeks now, nobody can guess. No one's got anywhere near it so far, but maybe our luck's about to change. Hello, Paul. Hi, guys. How you doing, Paul? Uh, I'm doing okay. I've been trying to get through to speak to you, you know, because I lived through the 60s. I'm, I'm a, I can't say the word on the radio, national lady. I'm an old man, then. Put it that way. Of course, is this, is this Paul McCartney? <laughs> <laughs> of course, John, in those days, Ringo wasn't that great on drums. I this, could play better, if anything. This is the impression that he is always itching to do publicly on air, Paul. <laughs> what I would do is turn around and show Ringo how to play it. So, Paul, what what have you been doing today, then? Where are you? What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Well, um, I've been taking my daughter out. We've been doing some nice little charity work, taking some stuff to a charity shop and that, and they've been being a good citizen in that respect. And oh, then I've come home and I've been making, uh, making the tea for everybody. You know, I've been creating my own uh, homemade beef burgers tonight. Whoa! What goes into your homemade beef burger, then? What's the, the little thing that makes it a Paul beef burger? Well, there's uh, the beef, obviously. Good start. <laughs> which usually finds it helps with the beef burger. It anyway. does. It's a good start, yeah. Yeah. Um, a bit of garlic, uh, a little bit of salt and pepper, a bit of onion, and then a few spices. 
And, yeah. and a, little, a little dash of old Worcester sauce as well. Like it. Yeah, we could be here for a little bit longer, but maybe we'll, we'll hang on during the next song and we'll get the rest of the recipe. Yeah, I'm starving <laughs> even thinking about it. Uh, let's, let's move to the decade of the 60s, uh, Paul. Out of interest, what radio station do you choose to listen to Absolute uh, Radio's home time show on? The Classic Rock. The Classic Rock. And you alluded to it then earlier on about living through the 60s. What were you doing in the 60s, Paul? I was at school in the 60s, right the way through the 60s, um, right through from the Beatles, right through up till uh, Everton won the league in 1970. Up the toffees, Paul, up the toffees. Hopefully those days will come back again soon. We hope so. 2060s. We hope so. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Paul, here's the sound <laughs> of the decade. Sorry. <laughs> What's your guess? My guess is it's the little domed dice shaker in the game Frustration. Oh, that reminds me. I remember we went to like a, a holiday let back in the day when I was a kid in Swanage. The weather was terrible, and they had a few board games in the house. And that's that kind of dome that you click down, and the dice bounce up and down yes. like a little magnet. And, and you do it even when it's not your turn as well. Yeah, because it was great fun. Let's have a listen one yeah. more time. Hey, that's a good suggestion. It's a very good suggestion. Is the correct suggestion? Your loser. Oh. No. And you have lost. Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Very good oh. guess. Oh dear me. Well, I've waited a week for that. That's the frustration I've had as well. Hey, good lads. Well, listen, it's the best bit's been talking to you. Lovely to have you on the show. And let's know how those burgers go, yeah? I will indeed, yes. Sound of the Decades returns next week. <laughs> We're all worried he's on his own. It'll be absolutely fine. This is Home Time with Bush and Ritchie. Bush and Ritchie's bonus day. Uh, one thing you'll, you'll find out from watching the video is uh, that listener Ray is a train and underground buff. So, so is Ritchie, he's a Thank train you. and underground. They're both nerds together. And what I thought Enthusiasts. I'd do... Enthusiasts. Big enthusiasts, big on the forums. And I thought what I'd do when we were underground is pause the tour in Down Street Station and hit Ritchie and Ray on the hop with a quiz about the London Underground. This is how they got on. Five questions about the London Underground. Yep. Uh, Paul, you're going to be the phone of friends here, because obviously you're the man with the knowledge, because you, you live down here. <laughs> Pretty much. And what we're going to do, you just shout your name out if you think you know it, and then okay. you have a go, and then go see the other person. Question number one. Here we go. London Underground quiz. What underground line is represented in pink on the map? Richie. Richie. How about Smith and City? <laughs> it is, you're right. Thank you very much. Question number two. Uh, what is the deepest station on the London Underground? Oh. You can phone a friend Ray. with Paul. Ray? Phone a friend. <laughs> Paul, what do you reckon? I think it's Hampstead, is it not? It is, 58.5 metres. Okay. It's one all. <laughs> Everything to play for. How many questions? Yeah. How many, how many phone of friends have we got? Is that it? Oh, you use your phone of friends. <laughs> Richie's got more. I was going to Richie's got more go on Paul, but that sounds wrong. <laughs> Question three. What is the tube line with the most stations? Richie. District line. It is indeed. Yes. 60 stations. Two wonder Richie. On to question four. What is the oldest London underground line? Okay, Richie, still got a Paul. Right. Friend. Right. Piccadilly. Nope. Paul is there. I'm, I'm not going to use Paul because... Because you're Richie first. <laughs> <laughs> Northern line. It's not right. Uh, Paul, do you know what it was? Well, it depends how pedantic we're being with underground line. Are we talking deep level line or are we talking about the, the world's first? If we're going original original, then we're talking the little bit between Paddington and Farringdon which was the world's first, so that is Metropolitan. Metropolitan Line opened in 1863, I think, from memory. That's exactly it. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Question five. Which tube station has the longest escalator? Richie. 
Angel. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. I wouldn't know, mate. <laughs> 60 metres for that, and uh, the shortest escalator is Stratford with a vertical rise of, I believe, just 4.1 metres. So, <laughs> Richie, you're the winner. Ray, unlucky. Hard luck, Ray. Yeah, that's OK. <laughs> well, I think Train and Underground Nerdery is the winner. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're enthusiasts, we're not nerds. That's it. That's, that's very important clarification. Uh, see some of the videos on our socials at Absolute Radio. Uh, you can have a look at those right now because we've kind of run out of uh, little highlights uh, to play as we have been doing throughout the show. But if you missed some of them, well, you can see all the... What? Well, they would not completely run out, actually. This is, and this is interesting because if you watch the video, you'll see a little insight into this. Because uh, just to let you in behind the scenes, we, we, we did the stuff... Uh, at, down at the underground at Down Street Station. We went for a quick bite to be, uh, eat at the lovely Hard Rock which Cafe. Which was lovely. Which was lovely. And then we went to... Well, I thought we were racing back to plan the show and get the show done today. Well, you were racing back because you were on your Brompton, so you could get back quickly. So I cycled back, and then I'm sitting here with my headphones on, getting ready to go, but you and Ray were nowhere to be seen. <laughs> no, we were no. Nowhere to be seen. Uh, and it turns out you've taken a little detour, because you're both transport nerds, into the shop... We are enthusiasts. In, into the shop at the London Transport Museum. Him and uh, we had Mike because you were still mic'd up. Have a listen to this. <laughs> oh no! Are these draft excluders? That's amazing. <laughs> that would look well good by the front door. What about these, Richie? <laughs> An underground seat hat. Yeah, that is good, isn't it? Yeah. Down Street, Down Street yeah. that's the one. Yeah. Bluebell's a good one in Sussex as well. Yes, I think, yeah, we did go on that one. Is that the one that's at... Um... Victoria, that was really good. Yeah, they are good. I went up to the, uh, the National Rail Museum at York. OK, yeah. That was great. Yeah, it is good there, yeah. Um, genuinely got that book at home. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, you need to watch the video, because I'm sure at one point Ray does that thing, you know, like your mum used to do in Primark, where she put a T-shirt <laughs> up against your back to see whether it fits. <laughs> You guys had a right old rummage around the London Transport Museum shop, didn't you? Honestly, one of those draft excluders, I'd absolutely have one. Out, he's out of control. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. We hope you agree that we've made a bit of an event of uh, the extra day this February for yes. Leap Year. You know, we've done bonus day. Um, I feel like we're to getting towards the end of our extravaganza, this kind of marquee of fun. <laughs> that is Leap Year. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil we've put on for you guys for Leap Year. <laughs> However, there's one final thing we need to deal with. Uh, a listener called Dave has got in touch and says, could we give him a bell back because he's got an idea okay. about one final thing to do with the Leap Year and this extra day in February, this you know this thing we get every four years. He's on the line now, he can explain it himself. Dave, tell us what your idea is. Well, I thought because of the extra day we get this year... Why do we have a, a, a joke where we tell the first line of the joke and then wait four years for the punchline? <laughs> when did this idea come to you, Dave? Was this like a, like a bolt from the blue? <laughs> it was definitely a bolt from the blue. Definitely one of those silly ideas that comes to me and I don't know why. <laughs> I like it. So, let's just, let's just think this through. So, yeah. on, on the show, we do... For example, uh, but, we say, why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah, and that's it. That's the setup. Brilliant. And you don't tell the punchline until 29th of Feb 2028, which I believe is going to be a Tuesday. Good research there, Dave. <laughs> and it would lock our boss Paul into, in some way, confirming <laughs> our contracts by that point as well. I, I like it. I like that thinking. I, I, I don't know whether us doing that feature necessarily means that that's the case. Could be the clincher. It's like it's like if you've got a see like like um a TV series and you do a good cliffhanger and stuff's not you know not resolved. A four year cliffhanger. Yeah, I like that. Four year cliffhanger. Yeah. I've got I've got one for you. Go on. 
Why do Swedish warships have barcodes? And and you're not going to call back up now until 29th of February, 2028. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll save it. I'll save it for then, shall I? That's good. Well, let's make a pact now, right? <laughs> OK. <laughs> yeah. let's, this is a four-year delay on this joke. Uh, just one more okay. time, the, the, the lead-in line for this, Dave, so that people can get it in their heads. Why do Swedish warships have barcodes? Right. Punchline, four years' time. Why do sweet Swedish warships have barcodes? Let's all wait for it together. <laughs> this is slow radio, as it's called. Be 45 by then. Me too, kind of. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. So there you go. There's the Daily Takeaway uh, podcast. And just to return to what we were talking about at the beginning, uh, if you would like to book uh, a, a, a trip in with Richie... Radio cars. Radio cars. <laughs> Richie's radio cars. Get in touch now. <laughs>